Knicks and O's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Not a not going to be the, the busiest uh, edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Of course, later on uh, for segment two, we're going to send it off to Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, Tim Mullen for Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They'll make their picks for the week. Man, this this college football slate, <clears throat> excuse me, for this weekend just like gets worse and worse, it seems, by the hour. Uh, but I'm sure that those guys have picked some really fantastic football games to uh, analyze here. Uh, coming up this weekend, uh, of course, we'll talk a little bit about Iowa State and Iowa tomorrow night in men's basketball. Uh, looking at it now, it looks like the line opened at 14 uh, for the Hawkeyes. I think it's moved to about 16 now from what I'm seeing on Vegas Insiders, but I haven't seen anything on, on DraftKings or anything like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that changes here over the next 24 hours, I guess, as we get closer and closer to tip. Uh, EZ, what's up uh, tonight, my man? Not too much. What's going on with you? Well, not a whole lot, dude. Just, uh, you know, looking forward to my uh, Friday night excursion to Iowa City. Let me let me tell you. I don't think I could get any more excited at this point with uh, the way that that game is uh, currently uh, looking like it's going to go. But uh, there is going to be some football here uh, coming up this weekend. Obviously not Iowa State. The Cyclones are off one week until they take on Oklahoma down in the Big 12 championship game in Arlington, Texas. Chris and I will be headed down there to uh, to cover the game for Cyclone Fanatic. That should be a, a ton of fun, and we'll get a lot of good coverage of that for you guys next week. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do our show. I know that I'm going to try and get an Oklahoma reporter on to uh, to analyze the Sooners, but I think that Chris and I are going to handle the rest of that probably from the road while we're traveling with our friends from Lanchet. So that should uh, certainly be interesting. But uh, the Sooners were scheduled to play to uh, this weekend. Obviously, their game was... Uh, canceled against West Virginia. Sounds like there's some COVID issues in the inside the program at West Virginia. I know that they were dealing with some stuff late last week, uh, heading into the game against uh, against Iowa State. We're able to to keep it under control just enough to be able to play, but uh, nonetheless, that thing is uh, this game, weekend's game is not going to happen. Same can be said for Texas's. Uh, what was sure to be a thrilling contest against the Kansas Jayhawks in Lawrence. Uh, I think that the Longhorns have basically mailed it in completely at this point. Uh, EZ, is there anything that you're looking forward to as far as college football this weekend? Honestly, I haven't even looked too much at the the, the slate, but you're right. It's been kind of slim pickings. Um, we actually just talked about in the last hour of uh, Fanatics, two of the better games uh, in the Fanatics pick uh, some games each week for uh, Bet Rivers. Um, the Wisconsin Iowa one uh, mm-hmm. should be good, and then a sneaky good game at West. Um, I think a lot of people going in would have expected um, that USC to kind of roll UCLA. That's going to be a closer game than uh, I think a lot of people. In fact, uh, in that segment, Ross and I, along with our uh, friend from Bet Rivers, uh, Michael Jenkins, actually took UCLA uh, with the points. Man, I wonder why is that line so small. That's kind of what our logic was, was the fact that, uh, you know, if you've got it that close, that maybe somebody knows something. And I'll be honest, 
I'm a UCLA fan, so I was I was I was on board with with taking them regardless of what the line was going to be. Well, it's it's crazy because I think probably three weeks ago, if you would have asked a UCLA fan, you would have thought that Chip Kelly was getting close to probably the right. end of his, his leash with the Bruins. But now back to back wins over Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, I think that that line's at two and a half right now. USC, one of the few, I think one of two undefeated teams in the Pac-12. Uh, the other being Colorado. Uh, there's a lot of people that are not very pleased about the fact that USC is still going to play in the uh, in the Pac-12 championship game, uh, most likely. Uh, I guess probably depending on what happens with the, with that game this weekend. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that Iowa Wisconsin game, when I you know as I scroll through some of the big games of the weekend, that's the one that you know everybody in this state's going to be paying the most attention to. Uh, Wisconsin now one and a half point favorite in that game, one with implications for both teams when you consider the fact that you know the winner will play in the second place game. Uh, next week and you know it'll be interesting to see where if it's you know Iowa and Indiana I think it'll be it it will be intriguing to watch whether or not the Rose Bowl I guess they're not the ones picking but you know who gets an at-large from the big from the Big Ten into a New Year's Six Bowl game where if you've got Iowa uh, you know if Iowa was, was able to beat Indiana or Indiana is able to beat Iowa if they one of them could jump over Northwestern and end up in a uh, in an at-large in a, a New Year's Six game, I, I think that that'll be something to, to definitely watch here over the next week and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't. Yeah, college football just does not intrigue me here well, at all this weekend. But. And and isn't that an awful way to kind of end the college football season going into the conference championships and the bowl games yeah. is you'd think this would be one of the most exciting weekends with a, a great slate of games. A lot of times you've got those big rivalry games and 2020, you know, rears its ugly head once again and takes away some of those games and then really changes the landscape of college football uh, completely across the country. Well, like looking at it now, you know, when the Big Ten mo- or Big 12 officially moved their championship game to December 19th, it was like, okay, we're going to have to be playing things out still at that time. Well, now, we're in a position where we knew who was going to play in that game a week ago. And now I'm like, man, I wish we just had played it on December 12th. Like I, yeah. now, now I'm mad that we have to wait a whole other week, but uh, you know, maybe it'll be good for both of those teams to uh, be in a position where uh, they get that, that extra week off. You know, I, I feel like most people were probably expecting me to really dive into this uh, Cyhawk basketball game tonight. I can tell you right now, easy. I don't know that I have ever been less excited for a Cyhawk game in any sport. Well, and we were talking about this when you were in on Tuesday, and that I can't blame you because one one of the things that we were talking about. First of all, we found out that uh, you gave Iowa no chance against UNC. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I looked like an idiot after. Well, and I I even felt dumb because I was like, man, this is going to be a test for Iowa's guards, and look look who it was who carried them through the game. Yeah, I mean that Iowa answered the bell in that game as well as I think you could ever possibly expect them to. And, you know, I think that everybody uh, that I've talked to going into that game was like, man, it's going to be tough for the Cyclones Friday night. After that one, I was even more like, oh, my gosh, like it's going to be tough for the Cyclones Friday night. I think it's going to be tough for a lot of teams playing against them this season because you can't give all your attention to Luka Garza. Right. You know, and if there's going to be nights where teams try and put a ton of attention, like what you know, maybe a Nebraska did last year where basically there were 10 feet in the paint on every possession and you just sent everybody at, at Luka and tried to do your best to be able to, to limit him, uh, and then guys on the outside weren't able to knock down shots, 
that doesn't look like it's going to be the issue for this team. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, obviously shooting can kind of differentiate from, from night to night and can, can, you know, fluctuate a little bit, but it, I don't know, man, like this, this is a game where I just, I don't know that I could even really chart out a path to victory for Iowa state where it's Iowa state, like doing something really well. It would require Iowa really messing up. I think, and really struggling to shoot the basketball. And based on what I saw Tuesday night, I, I just don't see that happening. Well, and the comparisons right now are a plenty when you take a look at Iowa basketball and Iowa State football. In the idea of Iowa State football for a long time would have opponents where they're like, man, we need to play perfect in order to win this game. Mm-hmm. And Iowa State all season long has been getting wins playing well, not playing perfect, playing well. That's the same type of thing that I think Iowa's going to have on the basketball court throughout the season is they just need to not get in their own way. And so right now, I hate to say it, but if you're the Cyclones and you're trying to find a way to a victory tomorrow, it's going to take a combination of A, Iowa kind of laying an egg, and even then, the Cyclones having a really good game and those two kind of feeding off of each other. I mean, you can't say Iowa State's um, going to pick up a victory by just going out and playing their best game, and you can't say that if Iowa you know, has a, an off night, they're almost going to need to feed off of those, mm-hmm. and every time Iowa makes a mistake, Cyclones are going to need to capitalize. Well, and that's what the the mark of a really great team, you know, not, not just in any not just in college basketball, but I think college football is the same way, and that's what I think has made Iowa State so much better so far this season, is when you are not only, you know, when you're not really great at one thing, but you're average at best at another, you know, when you can be really good, or good, really good, great at two different things, like you're nearly impossible to beat, because what are the odds that both of them are going to have a bad night on the same night? You know, and when Iowa is going to be as good as they are in the uh, in the paint, and then you're going to have those guys that are able to knock down shots like that. That's a team that can make a really deep run. Iowa State has been there. You know, like they there were the times when you had George Niang, where you knew on most every night that George Niang was going to give you something, and if he could. You know, if those guys on the the perimeter could match what George was going to be able to give you, then you're going to win, and and that's what uh, Iowa State was able to do a lot during those years. But this game, this series, so often comes down to the guard play, and if Iowa State right now, what I've seen from their guards just does not give me the confidence that I need to feel like they can go out and outplay those guys. You know, and even at times when they've had good guards, like there was. You think back to the year with when Monte and Matt and Naz and all of them were seniors, like those guys did not play very well in that game, and I, they got played outplayed by Peter Jock. They got outplayed by Jordan Bohannon. Like that, it comes down to what the, that group can do as much as what it is that can happen inside. And I don't know. Like I have not seen those guys shoot the ball consistently enough. I haven't seen them uh, do enough, you know, as far as putting the ball or as as defending. So I don't know. It, it, I think that it has the potential to be a very, very long night. I don't know. And I'm hoping that Steve Prohm isn't listening right now because I know that at this level you don't talk about things like moral victories, but what is a victory for Iowa State tomorrow if it's not on the scoreboard? How do you view a game and go, okay, that could have been a lot worse? Yeah, I mean, I think that one of them would be just 
where you could see in this week, what will it have been, nine days that they had off since the uh, the loss to South Dakota State, that you, you really feel like they took some strides forward? I think one of those would be on the defensive end, where uh, – you know, if you can see that they seemed more dialed into the scouting report, if they seemed more uh, locked into what um, you know, you know what they're trying to do on offense, and the team is, seems to be a little bit more on a string than what they were previously, where it's just a bunch of guys just kind of standing around doing their own thing. If you see that, you know, like even if you you lose by 15 points, and you know Iowa covers the spread or something like that, like that would be in my mind. You you sit back and you're like, okay, we got something to work with here. There's something that can be done with this because now it seems like these guys are starting to understand what it takes to play together. They're starting to figure out what you're trying to do on the defensive end. But, you know, if you don't see those things, like that's where you, you really start to be like, man, what, like, where, when are you going to improve on that? You know, you just have nine days to work on those kinds of things. There are definitely games where, as a fan, you say, I don't care about how we get there. An ugly win is great. We need the points or we need the ranking. We're obviously. Come March. Nobody cares how you advance as long as you advance. What you're talking about, though, is especially because it's a non-conference game anyway, it's not like Iowa State is likely at the end of the season going, man, playing the what-if game if they had won this game tomorrow. So there's a lot more to be said. It's more about the process right now. And you're right. While he probably won't say it out loud to the public, Coach Prohm's probably going, okay, if they get what I'm talking about and if we start to see pieces and see improvement, that I can work with. If it turns into a train wreck early in the game and really is throughout, then you've got to be sitting there scratching your head going, where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, if, they, if Iowa comes out and starts the way that teams have started in the first two games against Iowa State, where you know Arkansas Pine Bluff was up 12-0, to zero, I think that it was uh, like... 11 to 4 or 14 to 4 or something like that against South Dakota State to start that game. If Iowa comes out and is up, you know, 20 to 5 or something like that, like that's where it's, it's like, man, this is, you can't dig yourself holes against these good teams like that over and over and over again. And then just, if, if they can come out, man, and like, I would like to see them come out and play like a bunch of junkyard dogs, you know, because I think that they've got guys who are athletic enough to do it that, you know, it just takes that mentality of being like, I'm going to be the toughest uh, SOB out here tonight, you know, and if they're going to win some of these games, not necessarily this one, but if they're going to win some of these games in the Big 12, like, I think that's going to be the mentality that it takes. It's going to take Solomon Young stepping up and being, nobody is going to push me around down here in the paint. Nobody is going to uh, get anything easy, you know, off the dribble off of us or anything like that. And I'm not saying you're playing dirty or anything like that. Nobody is going to get that ball that's on the floor. Nobody is going to get that rebound that is getting tipped up in the air. Like, that is our basketball. We're going to do everything that we can to go and get it. Haven't seen that from them during these first two games. But I think, like I said, I think they've got the pieces physically to be that kind of team. It just takes like flipping that switch and getting that mentality to do that. And if they, if you start to kind of see that from them, that's where it's like, okay, now you start to see the identity. You start to see some level of a swagger that it requires to go into the Big 12, which Big 12 starts next week. Like you've got uh, games against Kansas State and, and West Virginia coming up next week. I know Kansas State is horrible. I, I told you guys on, mm-hmm. on Tuesday that I thought that they were going to be really bad and then they lost to Fort Hayes State that night. Yeah. So it's like, I, I know that that's going to be a bad team, but I, I'm confident they're still going to come to Hilton Coliseum on Wednesday and like and try and junk it up and be more physical because that's what Bruce Weber teams do. 
But like with Steve Prone teams, like right now, we just don't have that thing that's like this is what every time you play Iowa State, you know that they're going to do this. You know, and that's what I want to see from them is start to try and form that identity that you know for the rest of the season when they come on the floor, the other team is going to know that you're going to beat them up or they're going to you're going to have to beat them, not they're going to allow you to beat them. Well, and if you're Iowa State, you you again go into this game with realistic expectations, and they're they're playing to win, but they understand that it's going to be an uphill battle. But they're also, like you said, trying to establish an identity for this season, and quite honestly. The last thing you ever want to do is have a rivalry game that was never a game. That's mm-hmm. just decided from the word go. And for the guys who are going to be coming back for the next two, three years, they don't want to get the doors blown off them right out of the, the gate. Because at least if they if they go into a game where it's a couple of possession game, late in it, they're not able to pull it off, they can sit there and go, man, this is Iowa at their best. This is you know the number three ranked team in the country. We'll get them next year. How do you turn around and have that confidence if the end of the first half and it's like a 20, 25-point game and you're sitting there going, we're, we're, we're gassed everywhere we turn around. They've just got great possession after possession, and we're struggling to get good looks. Yeah, and it, it's just been so rare that these games have been blowouts from beginning to end. I mean, there's been the situations where you know Iowa State has maybe pulled away at the end or Iowa has pulled away at the end, like, they, Iowa really pulled away in the second half last year. Iowa State obviously pulled away that year. Georgia's uh, junior year at, at uh, in Carver Hawkeye Arena, and uh, with the when he blew the kiss to the student section and stuff like that. But other than that, like there has not been that many times where one team really you know kicked the crap out of the other one. And uh, I don't know, like this is one where it's, it, these guys need to understand like what the game means, and it's like this is a, a throw out the you know throw down the gauntlet, and it's like we're going to come out and give you our absolute best shot that we possibly can. Uh, I think it will be interesting to see how much Iowa State's young players play in this game. Uh, now you've got nine more days of practice under those guys' belts. You know, Xavier Foster is someone that you and I talked about uh, on the show on Tuesday, where I think that you have seen Xavier play live more than what most of us have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can understand the reasoning of of Coach Brown. I kind of explained my my side of things and how I analyzed that a little bit to you the other day as well. But it, I, I think that that's a guy that if you want to move forward and you want to build that identity for what the program can be for the future, you need to almost start working him in a little bit more and getting him into some more game situations and getting a better understanding of what he's able to bring to the table and you know what you can build around here for the next several seasons. Yeah, and uh, you're right. Foster does have a, a a swagger about his game. I remember seeing him play Norwalk this past season, even when Oskaloosa wasn't very good, and he and Bone just started mm-hmm. getting into almost like a who can take a three from further back. And there was one time where he let one go literally two steps inside the half-court line, but also from the far edge drilled it. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see and as you you mentioned on Tuesday that you're talking about not just a high school player moving up to the collegiate ranks, but let's be honest, a 3A Iowa high school player. So his competition that night and on certain nights yeah. was pretty good, but there were just way too many nights where he didn't have to be amazing and he could do things like that. 
it's going to be interesting to see, okay, how do you respond to Big 12 teams? How do you respond to a team like Iowa where every trick you've got in the bag, they're going to be like, yeah, we've seen that. You you might be really good at it, right. but you're not going to find those instances. Instead, what he's going to have to do is use his teammates and grind out baskets, whereas before it was just, hey, watch this, athleticism all day long. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just an understanding that nothing really comes easy in the big – I mean, nothing comes easy in college, like if, especially if you're going to play that position. And, you know, I think that Solomon Young and George Conant have both learned that. And, like, don't – I don't want anybody to think that, you know, because I I would like to see Xavier Foster get more minutes or because it's like – that's what the one of the questions I'm starting to ask is it's like if that's going to be your guy that you're going to kind of build around, like when do you start trying to mix him into the, you know, into the fold a little bit more. But – you know, it, this is going to be a challenge for all three of those guys. Anybody who's put in there in, in that position, and it's it's seeing how people respond. I feel like when those chips are on the table a little bit. You know, Solomon Young has played in a lot of big games for Iowa State. Uh, George Condit has played in a lot of big games for Iowa State. Those guys so far this season, have, you know, Solomon had the the big second half against South Dakota State. I thought that he played pretty well. That putting the ball in the post, but like I don't think that you're going to get those same kind of looks when you're going up against a Luka Garza, when you're going up against Big 12 guys and stuff like that. So it's like, how do those guys respond to that? How does George Condit, who has really struggled during these first two games, has not quite looked like the guy that I expected him to be coming into the year, uh, doesn't maybe have the same energy level that you know we've seen from him during his first two seasons, looks more like the second half of last year, George Condit, than he did like the first half. You know, how does he come in and, and respond if in a, a situation where he's tasked with guarding the national player of the year? I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, it, it will, like I said, I don't think that it will be a, an overly enjoyable one. Uh, unfortunately for, I hope that I'm wrong, but, uh, that's just kind of where I land on this thing. I, it's one that you kind of are gauging where you're at more than you are anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier, uh, today, and I was kind of surprised by the take, Chris was, uh, saying that he talked to friend of the program, Todd Kirk, and how he was, Todd Kirk was frustrated with the Oklahoma West Virginia game getting canceled. I was a little bit surprised by that. What are your thoughts? Do you think that Oklahoma really caught a break here? Because I could see the old rest versus rust argument going either way. Also, it's not like Iowa State has to go out and, you know, battle, you know, like Texas or somebody beforehand. So, I mean, does this this news that Oklahoma, West Virginia is not going to happen, does that move the the needle for you much? Uh, No, I I don't. I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, I think that when you look at what, Iowa State was able to do to West Virginia for one thing last week. I I imagine that Oklahoma probably was expecting to do more or less the same, which is not you know anything against West Virginia or anything like that. But it's just I I think that those two teams are heads and head head and shoulders better than most everybody else in the league, and. The, Oklahoma still had to prepare for West Virginia this week. Like you still only you lose lost what three extra days of preparation for Iowa State it's not like all of a sudden they've got you know two full weeks now uh that they would that they weren't otherwise going to have so I don't think that it'll make too big uh, too much of a of a big thing for this game I I I don't know what do you think I mean I I don't see it have any impact whatsoever no the only thing is that obviously if Oklahoma had some sort of injury happen um but I, I think you're right the other thing that kind of think is an advantage for just college football fans in general is what if the absolute disaster is that they hadn't caught anything uh, with West Virginia ahead of time somebody was or players were on the field who 
were positive but hadn't shown yeah. any symptoms yet, and then all of a sudden you're talking about, oh, now Oklahoma can't play. That's an absolute disaster. I think you're right. I, I think that it's almost like a little bit of a a little bit of an evening out of the edge of both of these teams have a full week now, or I should say two full weeks, but in fairness, at the point, Oklahoma was preparing for West Virginia, but now they've got over a week to say, we know our next opponent, we know what's on the line, and they're able to get those people who need to get rested, rested, those people who need to get prepared, prepared, they can instill their game plans. I think it winds up being a better Big 12 championship game because of it. And I think it's going to be a fantastic football game. I mean, I, I fully expect it to be a, a an absolutely awesome game between really good teams because I think that they're both really evenly matched. Like, they they just, and we saw it already once this year. That game that they played uh, in early October was a fantastic yeah. game as well. And, and, you know, the thing that is going to be most interesting to me about that one is Spencer Rattler, after Iowa State made adjustments, Late in the first half and early in the second half of that game, you really start to started to see him struggle with what Iowa State was doing defensively. How does that change? You know, how does having all these extra weeks that that he's had under center, how much better prepared is he for that than what he was the last time? The only other team that we've seen play similar to the way Iowa State did against Oklahoma was Baylor, and Baylor's defense probably did the best besides Iowa State of anybody at being able to slow him down. So. I don't know, man. Like I, I think that this is going to be an absolute chess match. Like this, this is the, you know, where it's John Haycock, who I think is the best defensive coordinator in the Big Twelve, maybe one of the best in the in all of college football. You'd be hard pressed to find one uh, that's been consistently better for the last four years, and. Uh, and then Lincoln Riley, who's as good as it gets at coaching quarterbacks. It's funny that you mentioned that, and I don't know if it's just because recently I saw the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, but that's exactly the comparison I thought of was a chess match. And you go back to Rattler, early in that game was having success. So then Iowa State adjusts, and he struggled a little bit more. So now how much does Oklahoma adjust, and how much does Rattler adjust? And you're going to see that throughout, and quite honestly, it's going to be which coach who can adjust quicker and make sure that they don't struggle for long stretches but hey we had a couple of bad plays now we're back at it that's who's going to walk away with the big 12 championship absolutely we'll analyze that game more here over the next week uh, we're going to throw it off to chris williams uh, brent bloom and tim mullen they're going to make their picks for uh for the week and then uh chris is going to finish out the show as well get you guys an update on what's going on out at the iowa clinic here on the cyclone fanatic uh, radio show powered by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on the Morning Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. This ain't your daddy's sports station. Well, well, it probably is, but you get the point. 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM. This is Des Moines Sports Station KXNO. Community Choice Credit Union and the Des Moines Airport want to send you to Dallas to watch the Iowa State Cyclones fight for the Big 12 Championship. One grand prize winner will receive four tickets, $1,000 for travel and accommodations, and exclusive ISU swag, and a chance to witness history. Go to isuvip.com for a chance to win. Brought to you by the Des Moines Airport. Go from Iowa to anywhere this holiday season and start by going to isuvip.com and enter to win now. 
Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NM. MLS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other, but if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. 
It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams from CycloneFanatic.com. I'm here today on behalf of my friends at the Iowa Clinic. I want you to go to the iowaclinic.com. That's iowaclinic.com and get information on your annual flu vaccine. With the COVID-19 pandemic ongoing, we got to do what we can to protect our immune systems from diseases like the flu. Fortunately, there's a good way to do it. It's the flu vaccine. So here's your phone number, 515-875-875. 9,000. Give them a call to schedule it. Or you can go on and schedule an appointment online at iowaclinic.com. The Iowa Clinic has offices in West Des Moines or where I go in Ankeny. I'm Chris Williams reminding you, get that flu shot. It's more important this year than ever. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. If all of the kings had their queens on the throne, we would pop champagne and raise a toast to all of the queens who are All right, guys, welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Of course, we are always powered by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Bloom, are you done with your Christmas shopping? No. I'm uh I might make a trip there this weekend. Good. Well, the the, the San event, right, Tim Mullen? Oh yeah, we get the reindeer, the real life reindeer, right, Tim Mullen? Guys, it is uh it is an exciting time. Uh the store is just just I mean, elated with anticipation of the live reindeer coming to town. Uh all the employees are excited. Many questions are being asked. I don't know all the answers, but I do know we will have line reindeer. We will have Santa there for the kids with a socially distance concept so it's safe plenty of toys lots of fun christmas music it's going to be a good time you got to come out and see us this weekend uh from 11 to 3 on saturday 11 to 2 on sunday yeah come on out and take advantage of a lot of our great offers going on will santa be wearing a mask uh santa will be distant uh, uh I to be honest get a, with you i'm I, not sure if we have it i'd like to get a picture with santa and a mask is a token for the 2020 a, a selfie yeah like i feel like that'd be a good representation oh yeah christmas take, in 2020 take it from a distance yeah there you go um it, if you go out there i'll ask santa to throw one on <laughs> yeah i don't really care i've well, already had William's the rona safe yeah. yeah it's it's not gonna yeah. it's not gonna impact me but i just like yeah, just, just for, for my memory. just for my collection hey cammy go and get yeah a you and me yeah all right <laughs> You and me both, no, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, the, the Bloom family's coming on Saturday, so warn the mask. Well, you should Love tell us. Hear Maybe we'll tag along. Maybe we can all uh, yeah. chat. Yeah. Anyways, um, all right, yeah, get out. Uh, any of that 
you know, it's not last minute. It's December 10th for crying out loud. But uh, if you got a Christmas shopping yeah, to do, close. yeah, get on out there to Nebraska. Still, good, still a good time, too, for, uh, to get your TV taken care of with the big screen extravaganza going on from the 9th through the 15th. Uh, you know, 10% off accessories, mounts, stands, things like that. It's a good time to have your TVs ready for the bull season. Yeah. Well, no doubt about that. Hopefully our clones are playing in a New Year's Six game. Uh, no Iowa State game on the docket this weekend for Tim Mullen's pick segment here. But we do have five tasty yeah. ones. We do have five tasty ones. And let's uh, – We do. Where, how, how, where do you want to start at? Or, real quick, Tim. Now, you had you, you had a fun one of Texas and Kansas. I love that play. Uh, I love the thirty-point yeah. spreads and, and betting those. That game, the the Me Rona, too. the Rona got the best of that one. I've got a better one. I'm throwing this in there. Okay. Uh, we've got Akron Shoot. at Buffalo in the MAC, one thirty kickoff. The Bulls from Buffalo are thirty-two and a half point favorites over the Zips. I'm locking up Buffalo at thirty-two and a half. I'm, I'm laying the thirty-two and a half, Tim. You, and we're in Akron for this? No, we're in Buffalo. We're in Buffalo at home, 32-point favorite. You know what? Give me the zip Oof. contrarian here. I, You know, 32 points in the action? Come on. They're, they're not being done by 32. Give me Akron here all day. All right, Bloom. So at what point does Buffalo get some love for the playoff? Buffalo is mean, great. A, team. They have a very similar resume to Ohio State. Buffalo is undefeated. The average, <laughs> they have four wins. The average march of defeat is twenty-seven. They don't play any defense. Uh, uh, okay, they haven't. Anyway, um, I love it. I will say, I, love it. I will, I will take, I will take Akron coming off. Akron's coming off its first win in a year and a half last week. I think, or on whenever that was, I think they keep it rolling. Uh, at least Guys, stay within Ak- the 32. Akron's terrible. I know they are. Buffalo's a good team. They are, but 32 is a lot of points. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so there, I uh, I now punt the ball back to you, Tim, and you can take your pick segment back over, but that was me firing off a Hail Mary to get started. Hey, I love it, buddy. Nothing better than a little match. And I didn't know Mac played on the weekends, though. They moved uh, it. They, the I, mean, ball, I, thought, they only, I yeah. thought they played on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They in December they're playing on the weekends, so yeah. Here, oh, that's nice. Here we that's are. That's nice. Well, let's let's go back to the uh, big boy games here, and I, I I'd be remiss if I didn't say, uh, Chris. Last time we did picks, you had a very strong week and went four and one, oh, are now in the you. lead. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to give credit where it is due. You have 31 wins. I'm in second with 29. Uh, Bloom is in third with 27. Kind of so a big we're deal. all close, gentlemen. There's, yeah. It's you know we're right in there. This is anyone's game right now. And since we're already up a point on you for you picking Buffalo, the next game we're going to is the Midwest. Uh, not a lot of primetime games going on, but, you know, Nebby here, a local uh, draw. They're a 10-point favorite at home against P.J. Fleck rowing the boat and the Gophers. Uh, so Nebraska, 10-point favorite versus Minnesota. What do you got, Bloom? Well, Minnesota hasn't played in, in, since the field judge get, gifted them a win against Purdue. Um, yeah, they didn't really win. They just were given that. I don't think this has been public. I would guess that field judge has been suspended, and he won't be in Lincoln. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Nebraska. I'm going to do the same, Tim. I, I just. I, I feel like the, Minnesota's lost some guys. Like I, I feel like they're kind of. They've kind of cashed out on the season. I'll, I'll take the Huskers. Okay, ten points here. Too much. 
Uh, Nebby's fold themselves after doing decent in one game. I like P.J. Fleck to motivate the guys on the road to stay within the 10 points. Row the boat. That's right. I can't believe but, you know, who do you vote for when you hate two coaches so much, though? This is true. That's, I mean, uh, Fleck, Fleck uh, and Scott Frost. Yeah, that's very true. The only the only one worse is Harbaugh getting scared to play Ohio State and backing out <laughs> on a 28-point. Okay, Kirk Herbstreit. On a 28-point. <laughs> anyway. All right. Okay, next game, gentlemen, and then the – into the Big 12 here, uh, we have Oklahoma State at Baylor as a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Baylor Bears. Uh, I'll go ahead and start here. Uh, I don't think Baylor is very good, and I don't think five-and-a-half. I know Oklahoma State's been up and down, but uh, I got Oklahoma State here uh, going more than five-and-a-half on the road. Yeah, Baylor was feisty last week against Oklahoma, and I, I just feel like they, Oklahoma State's just kind of like, whatever, yeah. like they're – and I, I think Dave Aranda's got them playing a little bit harder, and they, I don't think they have the guys that Oklahoma State does. But at home, I think we it's nailed a field, that. I think it's a field goal game. We nailed that last week with the TCU win. Right, outright. Just we kinda, both just Oklahoma State looks like yeah, you they're, did. Ca- they're cashed out a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I think I'll ride with Bloom here. I think I'll take the points. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Baylor wins, but they Dave steadily. Imp- I thought that Iowa State game was a turning point for them. Real actually, it was the second half against TCU when they outscored them like it was like twenty something to nothing. Yep. And then they played really well in Ames the next week. They haven't been bad since then. So I'll take the points. I agree with you, Tim. I think the Cowboys come away with the win, but I think this one closer than most think. And uh, I'd really be interested to see if that thing can get over a touchdown by Saturday to to actually bet on. I don't know if I I don't think I yeah. play it at five and a half, but. If that got to yeah. even six or more, I, I would be interested. Yeah, two field goals. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, fourth game back to the Midwest here before we get to what really counts this weekend. We have number 16, Wisconsin, uh, traveling to uh, Kinnick Stadium to play number 13, Iowa. Iowa at one and a half. This is now down to one, but I pulled it at one and a half. Don't know that it really matters either way at that, that spread. It's really who do you think is going to win here? And, uh, C-Dub, we'll start with you. You know, uh, I – this is really tough. I'll, 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 I'll take Iowa, I guess. Um, Wisconsin has disappointed me a couple times now uh, over the last few weeks, and Iowa just keeps finding ways to, to win, albeit they haven't really beaten what I would call a good team yet. But they, um, I, I don't know what Wisconsin is. Um, I, I, I'll take Iowa, but I, I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. I could this classic Iowa Wisconsin game, right, Bloom? I mean, these things are rarely more than a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, there's just who who has more turnovers. I mean, I don't and I don't know how to predict that. I mean, it's just, it's going to be like 17 to 10, 17 to 14. Who yeah, can I play mistake? the under? Yeah, I, Is that possible, Tim? Can yeah, I play yeah, the yeah. under? I yeah. I mean, I think absolutely. Wisconsin, so noted. Wisconsin's still living off of that one game against an awful Michigan team. What are we doing with them? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, so I'll take Iowa. Tim yeah, I don't think uh, – I just don't think Wisconsin's that good. I think Iowa – the one thing, if you saw any bit of Iowa, they've had really, really inconsistent quarterback play this year. I would say into the first half, into the second half last game, it did start to appear that uh, their quarterback realized he didn't have to shoot the ball out of a cannon every time he throw it. If he can build on that, I feel really confident here with Iowa winning, being only one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. So I think Iowa as well. Okay. Wow, we all agree. All right, guys. Very often. Here's the fun one. Uh, I love this game every year. Uh, I watch it religiously. Uh, but we have the battle of the military divisions in Army and Navy. Uh, Army here up as of late after Navy won several years in a row. 
But the Black Knights, seven-point favorites at home versus the midshipmen. What do you got here, Bloom? This is legitimately a home game, right? Like, they used to hold us, hold us at a neutral site. I think this is an actual home game. Um, yeah. I watched Army in August, and they look good. That's the only time I've yeah, seen I watched any that game. Of those, these two teams. It's one of the first games I watched. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the home team and go with the Black Knights. Uh, All right. Give me the points only because these games, these military academy games are generally, you like the under, uh, they, they're generally pretty close. And they've both had such rigid seasons, like who they've played because of COVID and having to move things around. And I, I, I just think it's a crapshoot. So in a, in a military academy game and a lot of football on the ground, I'll take points. But it, again, like I'd, I'd be a total liar if I told you I was confident in that. Tim, you're the military academy expert. What do you think? Well, I do love this, and more so than anything because of the style of the offenses they both run. Uh, it's like Novocaine, give it time, it'll work. It's not flashy. It's flashy in the sense that it's old school. I mean, running triple option and wishbones, it's just fun to watch. You just don't see people running that anymore with everybody spreading the ball out. Uh, so it's that game where you watch and even the cameraman doesn't know which one of the three guys has the ball. Um, to me, the beginning of the season, Army was coming off a better season, more prepared. I think due to the distractions, I'm simply going to ride with the home team as well. Uh, and, and Army being, I think they were a better team. I think the season would have proved uh, that as well. So I will take Army uh, in the battle of the military branches. So uh, at the end of this week, I should be able to catch you, see that we're two or three different here. So I'm feeling Bring good. Bring it. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Tim, yeah. we'll get everybody out there. Uh, the big screen TV sale started yesterday, yep. and it's going here yep. for, what, another week? Yep, it's going through the uh, 15th, so good stuff there. And, uh, again, lots of appliance offers as well. Good stuff on uh, LG. Uh, lots of great flooring offers all include for the carpet installation for in-stock carpet. If you want to get your stuff done by the holidays, come see us. And, again, come see Socially Distant Santa and reindeer or reindeers. Is reindeer plural? We were talking about this the other day. It's plural, right? Yeah. I, and it's a it's reindeer. I believe the uh, the correct usage is it's a herd of reindeer. Oh. Okay. Good. Well, we're hoping it's a herd. It's mm-hmm. not hey, a Even school? one school, I've never seen one. I think it's a it's, herd. I thought it was like a murder of crows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on and see us, guys. We're excited to have people out. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I, I think we'll do that, too. And it, it, it might even be, we might even have a little snow on the right? ground with reindeer and Santa Claus. It sounds that? sounds fantastic. I'm I'm really looking forward we to ordered, it. We ordered it up. We ordered it up, so it should hey, be there. Hey, Timmy, do you still have snowblowers? We absolutely do, buddy. We got uh, Husqvarna and Toro right out there in the store. Uh, great brands, really competitive pricing. Um, we can get about anything you want to. We have more over the old mile location. We can get done over for you. So come see us for that as well. All right. I need to do that. Yeah, I need yeah. to do that. That would be a good investment. You have a big – and I'm tired of having to come over and snowblow your driveway. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Please buy one. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Tim. Love you, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. We'll Later, boys. With, uh, championship edition next week, That's right. all right? That's right. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Always appreciate him. And uh, we'll have more of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show coming up after this on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.
Community Choice Credit Union and the Des Moines Airport want to send you to Dallas to watch the Iowa State Cyclones fight for the Big 12 Championship. One grand prize winner will receive four tickets, $1,000 for travel and accommodations, and exclusive ISU swag, and a chance to witness history. Go to isuvip.com for a chance to win. Brought to you by the Des Moines Airport. Go from Iowa to anywhere this holiday season and start by going to isuvip.com and enter to win now. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 30,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size, and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This pony needs a new home. 
Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. All right, guys, welcome back. Chris Williams here, and I want to introduce you to a new sports medicine doctor in the Metro, and he comes from the Iowa Clinic, who are big uh, supporters of what we do here. We've been great partners, of course, with the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center for years, as you've heard me go around uh, yelling at people to be a man and go to the doctor. Well, uh, I'm going to give you a little else uh you know this guy isn't given flu shots or anything like that but if you roll your ankle or if you pop an achilles playing noon ball uh dr kim from the iowa clinic here joins me and he he's been all over the country you were saying dr kim um sports medicine orthopedic surgeon there at the iowa clinic you you've been uh the A10, that's your that's your home base, the Atlantic 10. Tell us about uh-huh. tell us about those days. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, I um, you know, I I just recently moved to Des Moines. I'm um, new here, but prior to that, I, I was in St. Louis for several years, and I worked at St. Louis University and uh, was the team physician to our collegiate team there, um, the Pelicans. And yeah, you're right. That was the A10 conference, and. Uh, certainly feels like my home base for now, although the Big Ten is, is starting to grow on me. Um, and then prior to that, I was at Duke University doing my fellowship training and um, had some experience covering uh, the sports teams there. Good stuff. I, um, I uh, to Just for our audience, uh, Dr. Kim asked me if I was familiar with St. Louis University uh, before we started this, and I said, "That's Rick Majerus country. <laughs> he's a yeah, he's right. a legend down there, right?" Absolutely, yeah. And then it was who, a who great program? Yeah, and then you worked. Did, was Travis Ford the coach when you were there? Yeah, yeah. I was there maybe a, a year. I started there maybe a year or two before uh, okay. Coach Ford came, yeah. and uh, and he's phenomenal. He's he's been a great addition to the program. The basketball programs. Uh, 
rowing again. And just last year, we made the tournament again. Um, you know, we won't talk about the, the results of the first round game, but no, it happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, definitely the basketball program there is is on its way up again. Very cool. Well, it's good to have you here in Des Moines, and I. Um, uh, again, you couldn't be at a better company than than the Iowa Clinic. They've been great supporters and partners of ours for for many many years. So hopefully we can get you, um, you know, on on the radar here in Des Moines. But you know what, I did have a question for you, and I'm I'm just curious about how COVID has impacted all sorts of society, right? Just um, all sorts of different industries. I think this is going to be a fascinating 10-part documentary and a really long book that somebody's going to write someday about just how this pandemic has affected uh, all sorts of things. And, you know, one of the things, you know, I thought about a lot in the offseason, and we saw it, I think, in the NFL earlier in the year, where just it seemed like there were more injuries. And I was just like, have you seen that, like even at a high school level, um, and, and I guess maybe what are your colleagues around the country saying? Because we didn't get those traditional off seasons, and even in your world, college basketball, right? Like the off season was different. There's we're going straight to conference games. Like things are just different. Like, do you anticipate to see more injuries this year? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, and, and I have been able, you know, had a chance to speak to a lot of the athletic trainers and coaches, um, you know, both at the collegiate and high school level and even younger athletes. And um, the majority of them have been telling me that they are seeing uh, more injuries, um, you know, this year. And we're talking, you know, ankle sprains and stress injuries and and even concussions have have been a little bit higher this year. Um, And a lot of it probably has to do with the effects the pandemic has had, you know, on training regimens and, you know, um, kids just, you know, some people just come off right off the couch and into a game, you know. Um, so they do think that has something to do with it. And definitely in, in the NFL, we saw it in those first, you know, two or three weeks, all those ACL injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I've, you know, the, the message I'm getting is there there has been some increase in, uh, in, in those injuries. The pandemic probably has a lot to do with it. What about um, – have you seen less traffic now? Because, like – I. I'm guessing there's just not as many like flag football games popping up around and, and stuff like that. Just how, how has it impacted your, your world in the, in, in private medicine? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting too. We, we hear a lot about the ankle sprains and the stress injuries and things like that. But when it comes to the, the other major injuries such just ACL tears and other season ending injuries, you know, from my perspective where I am, I, I have to say, I haven't seen, um, too much of that, um, you know, it's not unusual around this time for us to have, you know, increase in injury rates, you know, mm-hmm. early in the season. Um, but I, I can't say that I've seen a, a real uptick in it. Um, I will say what, what I have seen is definitely an increased rate of, of deconditioning, you know, in our athletes, mm-hmm. um, both, both physically, but also mentally, you know, they're just mentally not there and ready to play and, has a lot to do with not being able to practice properly. Um, and then especially now with all the disruptions and in, in practices and cancellations and games, um, I think it's been very difficult on, you know, on the athletes. Well, I, I'm not a, I'm not a world-class athlete by any means, but I, I could see that only in the sense that like, let's say a guy like me who used to get, I used to love going to the gym, you know, hour a day. It was like my, my favorite part of the day just to have that stress release and do all that. I don't get to really do that right now. I got kids at home. Yeah. I, I could see 
like a guy like myself, um, when I when I free up going back and hurting myself because I want to pick up right where I left off, I could totally see that being a thing. Oh yeah, and you know it it's affected kids in all sorts of different ways. You know, um, some kids identify themselves as, as athletes and not being able to play a sport. I mean, it's 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 real hard on them during the school year, um, and. Some, some kids, you know, they rely on sports for scholarships and, you know, um, opportunities beyond high school. And they think that's, you know, detrimentally affected. Um, so I've, I've definitely seen all the other negative impacts that, you know, it's had on our athletes. Well, Dr. Kim, it's been a pleasure. And uh, you tell the ladies up in marketing that I'd, I'd love to uh, keep this relationship going and we can check in with you time to time and uh, continue to yeah. remind uh, you know everybody here in central Iowa uh, about Dr. Kim and the Iowa Clinic's great sports medicine department. So thank you for your time. And, and I'll say this uh, because they don't play my cyclones. Go Billikens, right? Now I have a tie to St. Louis <laughs> and I'll, I'll keep an eye on Coach Ford and the, the Billikens going forward. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, Dr. Kim, we appreciate it.